witches. Mm. As my friend Radio Guy says, that's good coffee. I just drink the same coffee all the time, Starbucks. But it's in my morning bitches cup. To all of you coming up to New Year's 2023. Oh, God, life on life's terms. But I wanted to share a story, my story, my abortion story, because I think it's time I talked about this. It's something that that I need to talk about, you know, and to share with all those who are interested in hearing what happened with me, my abortions, and, you know, the process of healing from doing that. So I'll take you back to the 70s. You know, as I said, my beautiful, wonderful, incredible people. I was married in 1968. I was a virgin. So I never had sex before that. Oh, you know, we kissed and fondled and all that kind of stuff. And I did have orgasms and, you know, all that kind of great stuff. But we never had sex. We never consummated the marriage. And once we consummated it, of course, he wore a... Um, a condom when we consummated the marriage. Little did I even know because I was not a 21 thinking I'm going to have kids. That's just not what my thought was, was get a job as a teacher because that's what my mother and him wanted me to get. So I got a job as a teacher and, you know, sex was not great. I'm going to tell you the truth, you know, as I joked about in my um, my comedy act, you know, he shot his load very quickly, so I had no idea what anything was maintained or felt or, you know, anything of any kind. And I didn't know that he was not able to have children because he had one testicle. Did I ever look down there? Not yet. I didn't. I mean, I would kiss him down there, but I had no idea what, uh, I had no idea what to do. I was naive, no matter how many books I read. And stories I'd heard, I had no idea, you know, on to how to give a blow job or anything. I, you know, I had no concept or idea. So, you know, had he have taught me anything, that would have been great or anybody else, but nobody taught me anything. So sex with him was like one wham, bam, thank you, man. <laughs> That's what it was. So when we split up, I thought, I've got to go out and see what the world is like, the sexual world, because it was the sexual revolution in the 70s, right? And some were fabulous, some were horrible, some were, I don't know what I was thinking sex was going to be like. Oop, there goes my seat. It's, it's an alarm because I'm sharing these things. And I had no idea what all of that stuff was, so. So I was partying and having, I had an IUD. That's one thing I did do. I had an IUD, but I hadn't checked it. So I didn't know, you know, if it was good or not, because I hadn't checked to see if I had, I even thought of pregnancy. I mean, I, you know, I didn't even, just having fun and sex. And so I was sleeping with this um, songwriter whose name shall remain nameless, okay, because he was bisexual. I always loved bisexual men, you know. If I could turn one of them to straight, that was always my goal. But what happened was I got pregnant because he said one day 
IUG is coming out. I go, what? And I was feeling really tired and I was really exhausted and I had no idea that I was pregnant. None whatsoever. So I go to the doctor where they tell me I'm pregnant and I'm in shock. This was in 1975. The alarm's going off because I'm talking about this. And I didn't know what to do. I mean, I had no thought of even keeping the baby. None whatsoever. So I arranged for an abortion, which I had. That was my first abortion in 1975. Oh, anyway. Terrible, 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 terrible. So then I started taking birth control pills and they made me sick. I stopped taking birth control pills in 1976. I got pregnant again. Ugh. And that's when, thank God, I was moving to L.A. to sing in a nightclub. And my then manager and I said, I think I'm pregnant again. This was when I was 28. I went, oh, my God. You know, like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to keep the baby, right? Of course not. Ah, yet another one. Terrible. Very terrible. So there was an abortion clinic at Englewood, which I went to. Had the abortion. And then, of course, I'm back on birth control pills again, right? Of course. No, you don't know that. But anyway, ah, it was it was a nightmare. So then I slept with this famous comedian. I got off those fucking birth control pills again. So I slept with this very famous comedian who had the dick of death. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say who he was. It doesn't matter. Those who have slept with him know and got pregnant again. And this was in 1979, 1980. So right now, by now, I'm I'm pregnant three times and I've aborted three babies. So my life is like, we're going to shit then. I was just like, my life was going to shit again. Terrible. So when I got married in 1982, I just wanted to have a baby then. And I met somebody. He was gorgeous. He wasn't Jewish. He was nine years younger than me. And I said, I'm going to get pregnant by this guy because I just can't give up another child. And I sort of buried in my head, in my mind, those three abortions that I had, buried them in my heart, in my heartbreaking of hearts. And I had my son Cameron, oh my God, in 1984. And it was God's gift to me. But as the years have passed, I thought a lot about those three children that I aborted. You know, I am all for a woman doing whatever she wants with her body, especially back then when abortion became legal. You know, I couldn't conceive of myself at 25, 26, 28, having children. I, I just, it wasn't in my focus. And I didn't, you know, it's like I took myself out of my body and I just, just, didn't think about it. I couldn't imagine or even think about it. Wow. But now it's 75. 75, we're closer to the end of the, our lives, my life, and I think about this a lot. And I think about what happened with, um, you know, with 
the Supreme Court deciding that to end abortion rights, I think about the fact that I aborted three children. And I'm heartbroken. I'm not going to lie. My heart is broken over this. Because I could have had four children, and I couldn't have supported them back then. Obviously, I was, you know, what was I? I was a cabaret singer. I gave up my, you know, there was like a period of like from 1970 through 1976 that I just, you know, six, maybe five years that I was lost. I was really lost. I didn't know where to go, what to do. I didn't know what how to handle myself. I didn't know what my life would be like. I just, I hated my life. I, I wanted to end my life back then. I really, really did. And then I moved back home with my mother in Brooklyn. And I just, you know, it was a different kind of life for me. I just, I don't know what. It was a period of five years beyond, you know, like alcohol and drugs and dating and partying and you know, all that stuff. But once I had my son, Cameron, in 1984, once God allowed me to have a child, and I believe my higher power, I got sober so my son wouldn't have to see a drunk mother. And it was a rough pregnancy. I was 35 when I got pregnant. You know, it wasn't easy. 35 ain't an easy, you know, I don't care what all these people say. Oh, you can have a child later. It's going to be okay and wonderful and but it was not an easy time for me. And I had, I was bed confined. I had Cameron in March. He was supposed to be born in April. And it was terrible. So, but I stayed in bed from January until I got, gave birth. I did not want to lose him. I just stayed in bed. I was gestational diabetic. Oh my God. So as my life is ending, you know, it's, and I've got to like meet with my, I forgot, I got to meet with my therapist today. I forgot about that. I'm going to cancel that because I'm not in the mood to talk after I'm talking about this, you know, so I've thought about it over the years and I pray that when I go, that I meet these children and that they will have forgiven me for the act that I took in my wild, hedonistic, drug-addicted background. And it's just very sad for me to think about this. I'm not going to lie. It's a very sad thing to talk about. So I believe for me today that I don't believe in having an abortion. And I would have had these children, you know, had it been today and I was young. And I would have, like, I found work to take care of myself, you know, and my son, Cameron, didn't matter. I did whatever I had to do to make sure I met ends meet. Would I have done it for the others? I would have. I would have scrubbed toilets. I would have, like, you know, waited tables, which I did try to wait tables. I was the worst waitress there was. I spilled stuff on myself all the time, you know, and... Wow, I would have done all that just to raise those children, but I didn't. So I have to forgive myself. This is a big forgiveness period of my life for me that I, I can see them. And if you choose today to take a baby's life, to have an abortion, that's up to you. I'm not going to tell you what to do. 
I am not telling you anything. But I am going to tell you that if it were my choice today, I wouldn't have my abortions. I would not because that is a life. I really believe, you know, that those children were my children that I gave up. Who matters who the father was gay or bisexual or famous or not famous, successful or not successful? It didn't matter. I would have found a way to raise those kids no matter what. So I guess this is me getting real and talking about my story and, you know, my abortion story and just I had to share, like, you know, my reality of what happened and and along the way, uh, because I always said I lost three children. Yeah, I did lose three children, but I didn't like, you know, have a miscarriage. I lost these children. So I just wanted to share this. It's not going to be a long, drawn-out podcast today like the others have been long. It's going to be one that shares my story. And if you're suffering with this right now, if you feel like you can't have the baby, reach out to somebody. Reach out because, you know, you never know. You never know if if what your life will bring later on in your life and what you will regret. You know, in my life, I've had many regrets because I come from a family on my father's side of grifters, if you know what a grifter is. And we were always looking for people to take care of us or get over on people or, you know. And so I've had to like really change my life completely being sober. You know, when I got sober in 1985, I was a sober liar, cheat and thief. And then I became real, a reality person. And over the years, you know, what I do is now give back and I'm of service to people, of service to anybody who needs my help in any way, shape, or form. doesn't matter whether it's through love, through welcoming, welcoming them into my life, you know, just making sure that everybody has everything they need, you know, a couple of bucks, a meal at Denny's, whatever it is just to make sure people are taken care of, especially with the unhoused today in Los Angeles. And I'm switching from calling them homeless. They're unhoused. There's so many unhoused people. So I just wanted to share it simply my abortion story of my experience in the 70s and early 80s and how much... You know, my life has really changed as a result of that and my belief about abortion. So before you do anything, get a counsel. Counsel with your rabbi or your priest, your psychologist. Counsel with somebody that can help you with this so that you don't make the wrong decision and like me, regret it in your life 40 years later, which is what I'm doing. So... If no one told you they love you today, I love you because you're you. I love you. Whatever you're going through, I love you. And I'm here for you to reach out to me. So um, I please my children forgive me. I love you all. I hope I do see you. 
one day. I pray that I do. That's one of my prayers all the time. And have a happy new year. And I will come back and talk about stuff with you. And gay gazinta, hey, which means going good health.